Good morning. My name is Mark Brennan. I'm the Executive Chairman of Ascendant Resources. Um, Ascendant Resources is developing the Lagoa Salgada project in Portugal. It's a multi-metal uh, uh, asset. Uh, we've recently completed a feasibility study, and we're looking to bring the mine into construction uh, by the end of the first quarter. Okay. Well, like, I'm good to see you again, Mike. I haven't seen you since we spoke, um, I think, correctly, November 2021 with Serato Gold. Are you, you still with them? I am indeed. Um, I'm, I'm the executive chairman of, of uh, Ascendant, but I'm the CEO of, of, uh, of Serato. Right. Okay. Okay. So, but, but uh, is that, where, where's your focus? Just so I'm, I'm clear. My, my focus, my, well, the, the, the reality is that we, we my focus, my, my primary focus is Serato, but we have a very strong team uh, at Ascendant and I, we are bringing in, uh, we are bringing in a new um, CEO into, into Ascendant in the near future. Right. Okay. So um, you, you're talking about like getting, getting back into production um, and it's in, it's in Portugal, it's in Europe, obviously. So I don't want to talk about that, but that's, that's big talk from a $20 million market cap um, company. Um, and especially off the back of what I think, you know, some, some people in the various chat rooms are talking about is a kind of disappointing um, feasibility study which came out recently. So how are you going to do it? Well, I'll say first of all, uh, everything is relative. Um, you know, if, if we were a hundred million dollar company, the feasibility study would have been disappointing. Um, you know, we, we were under some time constraint and some time pressure in order to complete the feasibility study in order to take our ownership from uh, 50% to 80%. And, and that had a lot of influence in terms of the outcome of the project uh, in terms of the feasibility study. On the feasibility study itself, um, it followed on a PA that we published in September of 21, basically outlining 150 million MPV with 100, uh, sorry, 250 million MPV with a 55% IRR after tax. Uh, this one's come in at 150 million MPV with a 39% IRR after tax. And, and the biggest difference that we've seen uh, was inflation. We saw a big drive in terms of inflation, uh, CapEx and OpEx. And, and where we are now is, is that uh, because we had to get this report out in a hurry, we really didn't have the opportunity to maximize the, the greatest uh, scenario for the project. And, and so as we put out in the press release, our objective here is to, to start. We're already underway with an optimization program. We expect that to be completed by the end of the year. Um, and from that perspective, um, we believe that we're going to see the MPVs growing to, to north of, of, of uh, 200 million. And the reality is that um, we see a lots of we see some very uh, definitive routes to get there. It's not not just optim wishful thinking. Uh, it's a very complex deposit. Uh, we have two zones. We've got multiple. Uh, we have multiple um, uh, domains. Uh, five, you know, it's a polymetallic, pure polymetallic. So there's five products that we're selling, um, and so that's complex to 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 create a mine sequence and life of mine plan. Um, and and we don't feel that we've optimized that sufficiently. But again, we publish the feasibility in order to get to our eighty percent. Right. Well, let me let me just ask. Sorry, and we, we'll get to the kind of polymetallic, the complexities of, of, of building out a company with polymetallic deposits um, in in a minute. Can we go back to um, the kind of 80%, maybe for 50% to 80% ownership. Was, was it never an option to go to um, the to the group you, that you're, you're getting this asset from and saying, look, unusual circumstances, not quite for, force majeure, in fact, very much self-inflicted by governments. Um, can you give us a bit more time? Was that not an option for you? No, it, it was an option, and we did actually extend it uh, a little bit, but the reality is that it, it had a cost. And, and, and at some point, we just decided that cost was, was just... Uh, you know, we, we decided to take our lumps right now. 
Um, really important to your point on, on a $20 million company. Uh, we, we did announce that we have a, the UK government export credit agency is prepared to fund us uh, on a project funding basis up to $190 million. Um, we also have Sprott um, Streaming and Royalty who have agreed to, to provide us with up to 40 to $50 million of, of streaming capability. Um, we've also talked to some groups about an offtake. So the point is, is that uh, what we're, we're looking at is, is we believe that we can get funding before the end of the first quarter of next year. Um, and, and our hope is that we can do that with a, a fairly small amount of equity uh, but also as we optimize the project and as we provide evidence of our funding, uh, people will, will give us more value. But this, this was a very, uh, just to very succinctly, this, this was a very first, uh, target at, at creating an established product. Um, and, and we feel that, that again, there'll be another one before the end of the year showing much better value. Right. Okay. So you, so time constraints meant that you had to put something together to be able to kind of pick up the, the full 80% um, position here. Okay. Right. So let's talk about how you persuade people. The fact that you may get debt further down the line from a you know, multitude of sources and Europe is, is, is splashing the cash at the moment. Um, if it's electric, but you know, EV metals, you know, the coppers, the nickels, uh, lithiums, etc. Um, as, as in terms of the the, the sorts of um, options that you've got on the debt, what are people looking to in return for that? Well, what's, what's nice is working with export credit agencies. The, the general cost of capital will be five or six percent. Uh, no equity. Uh, it's a, it's a generally tends to be very attractive in terms of, of rates. And then on top of that, it's, it looks like it'll be, you know, six to eight year tenure. So, so from that regard, it's a wonderful piece of paper. Right. Okay. Um, so you may get some credit for that for the downline, but you're also going to have to, I think you've indicated that you're going to basically do an up, update to the feasibility study by the end of the year, um, to see if you can't improve on some of those inflation hit, um, factors. So what were you, you must have been expecting the cost to be significantly more. I mean, given what's happened over the last couple of years. Well, yeah. we, you know, we, we didn't. You mentioned Serato earlier, and, and Serato actually the costs look very similar to very small changes to to, to twenty one. Uh, but so so we didn't expect. So where's it, the hit you? So what are the factors that have hit you? Is it, is it uh, well? Wages? I mean, oper operating costs fairly dramatic increase in terms of right across the board, um, and then in terms of of capital, you know, just capital. Um, you know, if we look at, at our, our, uh, our, our, the price of, of the plant, which is obviously the most important thing. Um, so very extensive, the fleet, uh, you know, so it was right across the board, but we didn't. And, and what tends to happen is when you're, when you're completing these feasibility studies is, is you, when you start getting to the, to you complete your design. And then when you, when you get to the, the factor of, of, uh, financial modeling and, and life of mine and sequencing, um, you know, capital, you tend to see capital creep. Uh, and, and, and things which we don't think necessarily, um, should be there or to the, or certainly to the extent they, they have been there. Um, but, but again, we've seen just inflation across the OPEX, across the CAPEX, right across the board. I mean, it's like, are you nervous at all? Cause I was reading sort of RBC, uh, report about, I think they analyzed like 150 companies, like, um, you know, building out and trying and getting into production and then ramping up and so forth. And they're saying like 80% of those 150 companies were late and over budget. You must be sort of aware that you know it's not easy. What you're doing is not not easy. Are you looking at the asset and going, is this asset good enough to to sustain 
any delays in time and any any further increases in costs? I mean, what was your kind of risk assessment of what you're I, I'd say this, you know, this is this is probably the fourth mine that we're looking to build uh, as a team. And and basically, you know, we, we restructured three mines when I was at Sierra. So so we we have a lot of operational expertise. And and so what I'd say to you is and what I say to everybody, and I should have said a little earlier, um, this is a discovery asset. Uh, basically, we've drilled you know, 50,000 meters, including the the uh, infill drilling. Uh, and we have 28,000, 28 million tons of, of material. This feasibility was based off of 14.6 million tons. So so the reality is that um, if I look at the first five years of production for this project, it's it's kicking off $75 million a year of EBITDA. That is extremely lucrative on a project that we have now a capex of 164 million, which we believe will bring down. So, so what we need to do is what we need to do is build the back end, the last five years or, or an additional five years. And we believe that, that probably, you know, well before the construction is completed, we will have the addition of the, 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 uh, we'll have the addition of, of another five years of, of the same type of, of materials. Uh, but, but, you know, many people will take the route and some of our competitors out there have taken the route that they're just going to go and explore and drill, 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 drill. We are operators. We are developers. We like to build things. We like to generate cash. And, and so what we decided is that, um, let's go and, 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 and bring this thing to fruition as quickly as possible. We, we again have a high degree of comfort, comfort that, that this project at 39% IRR is going to meet any criteria required. Um, and then any benefit that we have will be ancillary. But, but, um, I would say that, that, you know, there aren't many projects in the world that I see today with current CapEx and OpEx numbers that are running an IRR post-tax of 39%. So it, no, it, fair, fair, fair point. Fair, fair point. Okay, and like, and like fifty-five is what maybe people's heads were at, but thirty-nine is still a pretty good, good, good number. It's it's hardly marginal. Um, can you talk to me a little bit more about some of these optimization features? Talk about doing an you know, update of the feasibility study. You wouldn't do that if you didn't think you shaved costs, because that would not be a good message to come back to market. Yeah, well, so where's it coming from? Yeah, well, I think I think one of the things that we that we um, uh, one of the things that that we found very late in the cycle through our metallurgy. Uh, that I think can probably add, you know, somewhere, you know, 15 to $20 million bio leaching our, our precious metal product. Um, you know, with regard to, to in the transition zone, for example, we get very little credit for, we get no credit for our gold and silver. Um, we, through the bio leaching process that we've been working with, with grinding solutions out of the UK, um, basically there's a possibility that we'll recover 81% of, of the gold in that transition zone. I mean, that'll have an immediate impact uh, as soon as we can bring that in. And we, we're highly confident we can bring that in. This is why I, I mentioned it to you. Um, but but so that's that's one example. Uh, and there are multitudes. But but, you know, and you'll see that in the in the in the feasibility study, which will actually be published today. So you'll see the actual report coming out today um, will be the fact that that, um, you know, we, we're also looking at other opportunities in the opportunities register. But that'll probably be the most significant. Um, as it as it relates to any uh, individual aspect, the the the, the biggest uh, conceptual uh, change this project will have is using optimization software and and very sophisticated algorithms uh, to to drive our our um, to drive our, our mind sequencing and life of mind plan. What's and that that's mean? Some, what, do you, what do you mean? What's that actually mean in terms of? Well, okay. What I was saying to you previously is is basically um, 
you know what we what we have is is a we have we have uh, two or three demands in the north zone, two or three demands, four demands in the south zone, uh, all with you know we, with with different uh, metals. Uh, as I mentioned to you previously, we're, we have we're going to be selling uh, three cons: uh, lead, silver, lead, uh, sorry, lead, uh, copper, and zinc. Uh, we're going to sell dore. We're going to sell tin. Uh, so within those domains, you have mine sequencing, which is not being fully optimized. Um, and, and basically, the, the optimization softwares that, that, that we, we see common in the market, used in the market right now, is good, uh, but, but it's not exceptional. And, and so even to the point where, you know, if we were to expect, if we were to increase our, our production from say 1.2 million tons, which is per annum for the study is now up to 1.4, 1.6, all of a sudden you're going to see, and if we can utilize the same capex, which we believe is a possibility, then, then all of a sudden you're going to see that going directly to the bottom line. Um, and then, so, so that's the first element. And so just the general, Okay, when are you pulling? Uh, when are you pulling which material from where um, at, at at the right time? And and so you know what we've opted for now is to go into the to go into the the south zone um, in the second or third year. We don't know if that's the best time. We we don't we we have we have software that suggests it is, but but we believe that we can optimize that much better. So in terms of these, these, these algorithms and sophisticated sequencing and so forth, again, I, I point to your company says, have you, you've gone and got a consultant who's selling this software and saying, this can solve all your problems. Is, I, I don't understand why. It's not gonna, it's not gonna solve like all, we're not, we're not looking at no to solve else. all our problems. But what, what I'm right. trying to highlight the fact is that, you know, because of our time constraint, you know, we went from 2 million tons to 1.2. And, and the reality is that we don't know that it could be, it shouldn't be 1.6. So that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big game changer right away. Okay. And, and then the second thing is, is that, and, and probably I think more, more importantly is that, is that if you look at, at, um, um, how we, how and where we're mining in, in our sequencing is critical, particularly with such a sophisticated deposit. If we look at, at Brazil, for example, uh, it's an open pit deposit and, and, and fairly, it's fairly straightforward. And, and, you know, there's optimization software for, for open pit deposits, which are being used, you know, for the last 30, 40 years, which, which is pretty common, right? And, and, but, but in terms of, and that's just a, that's just a natural, what has now become a given optimization software for, for open pit deposits. Um, we, we, we have, we believe we have access to, to, software which is 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 like that software but turbocharged um and we think that that you know we can we can really and, and it's common usage it's commonly used and and it's 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 been used by names that you would know i i, I, I don't want to put out any names right now but uh at the same point um we believe that it's it, it'll have uh the possibility of increasing our our, our optimization by 30 percent um okay, so when you're moving so that, tonnage yeah I say on the, so that on the, so you kind of focus on the optimization and the sequencing and kind of um, metallurgy okay, as well. One point, one, yeah, one point two, one percent. Exactly, me, metallurgy and reco recoveries. Yeah. I guess is another big critical as well. Kind yeah. of, you've tipped your hat towards that. In terms of the, the other side of that coin, which is obviously you know you, you increase revenues, great. Um, the next bit is a little bit harder, which is obviously co inbound costs. So, um, is there anything that you're looking at there, and you think if we design this differently? 
we can eradicate parts of this cost structure. I mean, because inbound costs, you're not really in control of, but- Well, we, I mean, again, as part of the factor, be. as part of the factor that we, we're, we're, we're not, you know, we're, we're not comfortable that we have the, the optimal sequencing and mind plan. Hmm. That therefore derives the fact that we're not comfortable that we have the right fleet size. Uh, we don't know if it's been max, if it's been optimized. So we can see capex being reduced through fleet size. Um, you know, we we have done a pretty good job in terms of bringing down our capex as much as we can, and and so I think you'll see, you know, on the capex side we're 164 right now. Um, you know, if we bring it down to to 140 to 150, that's probably the best we're going to get to, right? So it's not going to be purely the capex. It, it really is mostly going to be driven by the OPEX. Okay, it's interesting, because I always think about, you always look at these companies in terms of a return on capital invested um, yeah. to, to what you kind of work out, are they doing things intelligently? Is it, there's a smart use of shareholders' yeah. money, et cetera. And you've got to get that balance between the, the, the quantum of the money, um, what it's going to do for you, and um, you know what, what it's going to generate for you over, over a set time frame. Are you conscious, therefore, in a market like this, where whatever companies do, um, they're not getting rewarded. You know, you put out, you put out a, you know, you spend a lot of time, money, and effort on putting out a feasible study and not getting necessarily rewarded for that. You make, you making announcements. I say you, companies. No, no, for sure. No, no, for you sure, know. for sure. So, so, does that kind of drive some of the decision making in terms of like, Frankie, we need to do, need to do or say something which is going to reflect in the share price versus like we're confident. I, I don't know the as mine builders. Yeah, I mean, to in, get this in, thing in, done. Yeah, in, internally, our, our viewpoint is that. I think the markets have been fractured and, 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 and been broken, in my words, uh, for the last year and a half. Um, I do not think that companies, even when they do things great, if we would have had 250 million MPV, do I think it would have changed the stock price? No, uh, I really don't. I just don't think that, that in the market we have today, um, that, that value is being truly reflected. And, 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 and what's most important there is that even if you were to take a path where you do everything 100% right, and you spend $50 million to create a value of $300 million. You run the risk in this market of not getting that $50 million value. So, so it is, it's a market that's illiquid. There's disinterest. There, the participants have all gone away. So, so I'm not going to blame the market in the sense of, of, uh, our progress. Yes, the feasibility could have been better. Uh, we hoped it to be better, but it's still a very, very good feasibility state. Lots of people would love to have a project with a 39% IR exactly where we are. And, and what I would say to you is that, um, you know, this is still a discovery asset. Uh, we've done only 50,000 meters of drilling, uh, to, 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 to recover, a, a um, you know, a, a, a 28 million ton resource. Uh, much now 15 million tons of that in the measured indicated in a proven probable uh, status. So the reality is that, um, you know, as a starting point, this is a great starting point. Uh, but we haven't been relying on the markets. You'll see that that our last funding actually came from streaming. We had Sprott came in for a $15 million stream that enabled us to complete the feasibility study. Um, so we've really tried to avoid the market at all costs because the market is the most expensive form of capital that we see out there. Um, okay. and, and so no, I was about to say, like, sorry, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. One is you made a good point there. You know, if you come back with a MPV eight of 250 million, people would not have given you credit for you. You come back at you know, just below one, 150 million for a $20 million market cap company enterprise value. I don't, I don't know. Is, can you explain what you think investors should be putting value 
against, right? Because it's clearly clearly not being reflected, you, you, you would argue, in your enterprise value. But what should they be looking at? What is important? I, I, well, there, there are two, two things that, that I think are still driving market companies right now. And, and the first one is actually the, the expiration, right? There, there, there have been probably three or four, maybe five companies that, that have, have done exceptional, uh, and have had exceptional, exceptional expiration results. And, and, you know, are they lucky? Are they good? It, who knows? It doesn't matter. They, they've done exceptionally well and they've been able to, with the drill bit, to create outsized, outsized gains. And, and that's what everybody's kind of looking for. World class deposits that, that they can get very rapid returns on in terms of through the drill bit. So that's the first one. The second one, uh, and I'll, I'll use companies like Rupert and Great Bear as examples there. Uh, and they've done very well and, and, and they're smart management teams and, and good for them. Uh, the second one is, is people driving cash flow. And, and, you know, I look out in Vancouver and I look at Artemis with Steve Dean. You know, he's been given a lot of value, um, on the basis that he's creating value and, and he's bringing that cash flow in. So, so he's funded, uh, he's under construction, um, and, and he's done a great job doing it on time on budget, uh, so far. So, so the reality is that what do I think, you know, do I, if I'm an investor, um, and I look at what, what Ascendant has done, um, am I convinced in this market climate that we're in that the market's going to give me value for this feasibility study? Probably not, unfortunately. In old, in other markets, we probably would have got value. Um, but, but that's where we are today. And so what do we, what would I say are going to be the triggers for, 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 for growth? I think we're, we're, it's, it, it probably in the short term won't be the drill bit, uh, for the next three to six months because we're going to focus on bringing this to production. But I think what you'll see is probably within the next, you know, we've already announced that we have the UK government, uh, providing us with 70% of project finance. Uh, we'll, we'll probably announce within. Was, is that conditional? Uh, it's con- everything's conditional, right? So due diligence and, and they've already done, they provided us, uh, with a, with a, um, what we call a compliant expression of interest, which means they've, they've already taken a look at the project and subject to it being according to, to our, uh, metrics and their metrics, then, then, then it's all fine. Um, then they'll proceed. But what'll, what'll happen next is they'll, they'll, we'll engage a bank who'll work on behalf of this group. Um, and that bank will do the due diligence that's required for, for the, for the export credit agency. Um, and, and I think at some point we'll get what's called a long form, uh, uh, term sheet. We'll get a short term sheet probably between now and, and mid September. Um, and that'll probably drive the, you know, the, 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 the approximations of the deal, but probably, you know, in the early in the new year, we'll get the, the long form term sheet, which is post diligence and, and only requires the, the paperwork to be completed. When, when we start showing that we have paperwork, uh, you know, to be completed only on the project funding, uh, given the fact that we have a, a, you know, expression of interest from, from streamer, um, and given the fact that we, we, you know, that we will probably at that, around that proximal time, um, we'll have, we'll have, um, uh, you know, some, some form of offtake. Um, I think at that point, this project looks very real. And, and if you look at the, the peer group, I mean, even today, the peer group trades at 0.5 to 0.6 times NPV. Um, I see no reason why this project shouldn't trade at that value. And, and that would give you a market value of, of on a, on a US dollar basis of 75 million at 0.5, which is what, $120 million can, you know, 100, sorry, 75 would be about 105, 110 million, uh, US, uh, Canadian, which would give us a buck a share. Well, from 15 cents a share where we are today, 
that's a pretty good return. Yeah, but but it, it, like I say, vagaries of the market, etc. Um, let, let's focus on things we, we we sort of understand, and we'll see whether the market, but you know, gives you that credit at the end of the year. You've got to do an updated feasibility study by the end of the year. Presumably, this isn't starting from scratch. As most of it you've done, so this is optimization of certain components of the feasibility study, which will cost what? Oh, I think a million dollars, if that. Oh, right. Okay. No big deal. And so you're sitting on how much cash? Remind me. Um, cash, cash right now is tight, but we're working on a number of, of different initiatives to, to, to non, you know, non dilutive to, to get it, to get us on site. Right. And do you feel that you can obviously with Sprout in there as well? You've you got to be conscious of it, not giving away too much of the future upside of this thing. Um, the, with, with with regards to one of the factors that I suppose you didn't mention there in terms of you know, what people should be looking at is that surely like near term producer would be. Um, well, that's that's my point. I mean, near, right? near term cash flow will we'll be, you know, will be first of all, will be one of the, you know, the only new companies on the pyrite belt looking to come to production will be one of the few companies, you know, in, in a long time that's brought new production into the pyrite belt. Uh, which is a very prolific belt, as you know. Um, so, so the reality we'll be driving, as I mentioned earlier, we'll be driving 75 million of EBITDA, probably starting in the third quarter of 2025. Um, the reality is that's that's a pretty nice return for a company with a 20 million market cap. Those Romans, we have to get there. We have a lot of we have a lot of bridges to cross, but it's pretty attractive. Th those Romans knew a thing or two, didn't they? <laughs> um, if we talk about um, in terms of permission, it's Europe, okay? So Europe's not an easy place to mine. So Underground's better than open pit. Uh, license, you know, not my backyard is, 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 is a big thing there. So in terms of licenses outstanding or permits yeah, outstanding, and, and, where do you sit? Well, I'll, I'll say, first of all, we, we are a project of national interest. We are the first mining company in the history of Portugal to be awarded a project of national interest uh, for a greenfield project. Um, all other projects of national interest are, are infrastructure, or they're, or they're uh, tourist-driven. Um, we have the strong support of the Portuguese government, uh, the Secretary of State, the, the mining agencies, the economic agencies. Um, this is a very, very important project for them. It's underground, as you mentioned. Um, people will, will know this mine site only by two things. One is the sign outside the door, and, and two, you'll see probably four trucks an hour um, going to the highway, which is four kilometers away and bypasses the town. So so otherwise we're gonna be in a self-contained area, which is a forest uh, with trees all around us and, and nobody will know that mine site is there. Um, so, you know, in order to get your, your status of national interest, basically what has to happen is you have to have the local support. Uh, you have to have the, the uh, environmental preview uh, completed um, and, and, and again, it's got to be a strong economic contributor. So, so the reality is that, um, we do not see any issues as it relates to, to our permitting. We expect to, to file, um, our, our, our revised, uh, environmental impact study, um, by, by late September. Uh, we expect to see our recaf, uh, by the end of the year. And then we expect to see the construction permit issued. Um, by the end of March. Right. Okay. And in terms of, like, I'm trying to think of the, the, the things that I'd need to believe. So in terms of metal prices, you know, some are doing better than others. You're what pr predominantly zinc led. Well, we're, 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 we, we are a true poly, we are a true polymetallic. I mean, basically we, we're 30% uh, zinc. Uh, we're about 20 to 25% lead. 
uh, 15% copper and about 20, about 30% uh, gold and silver. Right. Okay. Okay. But, but lead and zinc is, is where you're at. But in terms of um, value in the market, because obviously zinc's had a sort of, you know, up, up and down time in the past couple of years as, as well. But in terms of payables, the, the value sits where? Which, which of those commodities was working for you best? Probably the gold and silver. And, and particularly right, okay. if we can add this bioleaching in now, that, that, that'll have a very material impact. You, meant that, you mentioned that earlier. I mean, bioleaching is probably a new, to, new phrase to some. So can you just explain why that's uh, good? Well, basically, it's just a, it's a, it, we, we have had problems in terms of, of processing material in the transitionary, uh, in the transition. And frankly, this is kind of hot off the press. We, we basically have got this news in the last couple of days. Uh, and, and we're working with Grinding Solutions out of London, they, out of Cornwall, excuse me, out of the UK. They've got extensive experience on the pyrite belt. Um, and in terms of the, the actual details, I don't know the actual way that it works, to be very candid with you. Uh, but basically what you're using is using enzymes to, to process material that otherwise uh, is difficult to process. Um, I don't know the, the absolute steps, et cetera, but uh, it's looking very promising. And, and thus, we need to investigate it. And, and um, they've managed to, to what we I call it hopefully a breakthrough. Uh, where they are very confident to say to us, listen, we think this is a very real opportunity. Okay, yeah, so we're talking about biohydrometallurgy. Um, interactions between microbes and minerals is what we're talking about there, folks. And perhaps um, I think that we've done something about it in our kind of um, the con series, which we can we'll put a link to here. Um, okay, all, all good stuff. Um, okay, so look, um, Mark, I appreciate you coming on and sort of explaining what, what's going on there um, and you know how, how you're kind of managing the whole, all of the moving parts, all the variables there. So the, the, in terms of the next six months, okay, obviously working towards feasibility study is going to cost less than a million bucks. So that's all, all kind of good news and maybe a little bit new, more news on non-dilutive financing. What else are we looking at in terms of judging how you're getting on? Um, well, I think, again, I think hopefully uh, we'll, we'll be able to get the drill bit turning again because that, that's critical. Um, even, you know, one thing I'll, I'll mention and people who followed the story will see that, that, you know, even when we were doing infield drilling, uh, we were discovering opportunities that, that we didn't know, we didn't anticipate. And, and as a consequence, you know, for example, in the north zone, we see, we see a north, northward plunge where we see a very high grade copper that we think we can look to, to exploit. It needs more drilling. Um, we have a, we have an offset to the west of both the north zone and the south zone, uh, that looks like a continuum. Um, and so from that perspective, um, you know, if we can get a little bit of progress on the drilling, I think that would be very helpful. It will not come into a new feasibility. It won't be there in time. But, but again, I think in terms of the, the, the sequencing and life of mine, that is the, the most critical element uh, that you'll see in terms of, of bringing, it's it's not just one point or, or two points, it's just a holistic perspective of the whole mine. 